Welcome to Share Talk. Today I have Roger Murphy, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Solar Iron and Gold PLC. The ticker on AIM is Sulla, S-U-L-A. How are you today, sir? Very well, thanks, Steve and you. I'm not too bad myself. Very good. T- ticking along. I think I might be coming down with this dreaded cold that everyone's had, though. Yeah. Well, let's hope we get through this interview. Um, It's a pleasure speaking to you today. Uh, What I would like to start with is obviously the background of yourself and the directors that came on board on the end of October, please. Um, Well, at the beginning of my career, I studied as a geologist and I worked for about four or five years in Africa um, in um, exploration, both um, coal and gold exploration. Uh, and I also worked underground in a gold mine um, in Africa, in South Africa, in fact, um, as a production geologist. So um, spent a bit of time, you know, trying to find things and also uh, mine them. Um, I worked then in the UK as a geologist in the early 90s. I converted my career into the city. Being, I was a broker for around 20 years, broker and a banker, uh, ran sales at Canaccord, um, uh, and ran the Dundee, uh, Dundee Canada's office in London um, and converted myself into uh, becoming um, a company uh, uh, type um, about six months ago. I uh, partnered up with Medini, which is a, a private uh, partnership run by very strong industry uh, technical professionals. And we bought um, in the summer 26% of Sula. Uh, I went on the board as CEO and my partner at Medini, Ian McPherson, who've been a CEO of listed companies and also built mines in, in West Africa and elsewhere, joined the board as a, C, uh, sorry, as a non-executive director. Um, the incumbent board members remained on the board. Nick Worrell, who was formerly CEO, stepped down to become COO. Uh, Howard Baker, our technical director, uh, is, remains in place, a very strong geologist, uh, and Matt Wood, uh, provides the financial support, and I think we now have a very strong uh, board, you know, covering all the bases. So, a comprehensive team with lots of history working within the sectors. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, uh, Nick stewarded the con- company for the last four years, and I want to pay tribute to Nick. I mean, he kept the company going through, you know, a beastly bear market for small cap mining. And also when, the, when Sierra Leone was ravaged with Ebola, we, Sula, remained in country through that period. And that accrues very positively to us in terms of um, uh, reputation of the company in Sierra Leone. Uh, Nick is also the only white paramount chief in the whole country. and he, he is that paramount chief in the area in which we're exploring. And that gives us a lot of local kind of support, which uh, I think is a very important component of any company that is uh, working and uh, exploring in um, in uh, rural parts of, of the world. So touching on rural parts of the world, your main project is based in Sierra Leone, as you've just touched upon. Could you give us some insight to what the project is and what sort of scale of commodities you've got there? Well, Ferran Solar is the name of the license. It's about 150 square kilometers. Uh, historically, we've looked at three uh, commodities in the area. Iron ore in the southwest corner. We have a jork resource of around 40, 40, odd, 40 odd million tons. Um, that's uh, jork compliant. 
it's also contiguous with the Tonkalili mine, which was formerly African Minerals' mine and is now operated by Shandong, the Chinese group. Um, we also have some coltan uh, on the pro on the license, but we haven't tracked down the source of that. And our main focus uh, going forward will be the gold. Um, we have a jaw compliant expiration target signed off by uh, SRK, the, uh, one of the leading international consultants uh, of, of between 0.8 and one and a half million ounces. Uh, and, uh, and that is grading between four and eight grams, which for um, is, is a high grade. There's many mines in the world, even in places like Ghana, which are operating at one and a half grams. So our potential grade could be you know, double or even treble that. Um, and I just want to emphasize, although we have iron ore and that we think there is a value to that iron ore, our focus going forward would be on the gold. So in relation to the grades of gold that you've got there, have you worked out sort of a cut-off grade? No, it's well, at the moment we're trying to... The, 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 the gold exploration target we have comes from a very small part of our license area. Um, it's uh, known as Sanama Hill, which in the local language means Gold Hill. But using uh, different geophysics techniques, uh, magnetics and... Uh, most importantly, IEP, which induced polar polarization, um, that picks up uh, a mineral endowment which is closely associated with gold. And Sanama, where we have the gold resource, uh, gold exploration target, stands out well. But we have another eight and a half kilometers of prospective targets. And our intention is to drill the largest of those, uh, which we are calling the eastern target. Sanama is about a kilometre and a half long, um, and the eastern target is four kilometres long. So our big focus going into next year will be, uh, certainly in the first quarter, will be to start drilling uh, the eastern target. And we're, we're confident that we will find gold mineralisation on the eastern target. The reason is we found we've recovered gold from samples which we collected in a road that crosses that, uh, that target. So the exploration target, um, I know obviously by your former sort of news and press releases, you, you're supporting that by a grilling program, which in turn contains sort of verification sampling, and you're going to be updating and reviewing sort of geology and mineralization with ground and airborne magnetic data. Can you tell us how that fits into sort of say the next six to twelve months worth of working program? The the ground and air um, geophysics, whether it's magnetics or ground IP, um, we've done quite a bit of that, and we're using those tools to lead us to um, the next stage, which is to try to, as if you like, ground truth um, these geophysics um, uh, targets by drilling them. So our focus, we raised money recently at 0.21 cent, uh, pence. Uh, we still have an open offer, uh, open until the 16th for retail uh, investors to participate on the same terms as the, um, uh, as the, the larger money that we brought in. Uh, and that money will be directed principally towards uh, drilling the eastern target. Um, had that being said, we do have a lot of other anomalies and we're finding that IP, as I say, induced polarization is a good tool. And we may consider in due course 
um, extending the IP work we've done because we are still only focusing on a smaller part of our overall target. Uh, oh, sorry, our overall license area, which, as I say, is 150 square kilometers. You know, we can't do everything at the, uh, at the same time, uh, and we will do this sequentially and rationally, you know, in, in the way that scientific uh, geology and exploration works. But our target is to uh, drive this company a lot higher on the back of some what we believe will be very good uh, gold uh, exploration results. So, in relation to timescales for sort of work over projects on this sort of small section of your overall exploration target, what sort of timescales have you got there? The drill uh, drillers have been, uh, we've mandated a, a leading African uh, drilling company, or I should say led by some of the, the most eminent African drillers, uh, Equity Drill, uh, and um, they are mobilizing rigs now from uh, South Africa. Uh, we hope to have them uh, on site in January, uh, and we would then start drilling immediately. They're, they're on site. At the moment, we're prep, prepping. Um, we have bulldozers on site putting in roads to create drill pads so we can drill exactly where we want to drill. Um, we've got our, our technical director, Howard Baker, um, has designed the drill program, and as I, as I say, it should start um, in January uh, and would probably take six, six or eight weeks. So we would hope to have our first results, you know, optimistically late February, but perhaps, you know, um, uh, in, into March. And then we would release those and assess where we go next in the light of what we expect to be very good results. Now, you touched there, obviously, about building roads in country. And I think it will be quite a nice sort of point. Um, in relation to Sula, I note that you've got a CSR in place and you're basically helping them construct roads, etc. in country. Would, would you like to touch on that? Yeah, and I think, you know, again, uh, going back to Nick Worrell, who uh, our former CEO, now COO, uh, has been in country in Sierra Leone for 25 years. He was uh, created an honorary paramount chief by the local chief, and it was partly because of the work that he's done in the local community. We've built roads. We have a grader. The thing with rural roads, in the rainy season, they degrade, so we would then send a grader out to fix those roads and repair them so that uh, they're easier to drive on. We also have created uh, dams to help store water into the dry season for local villages. And of course, we employ a number of people. Um, and you know, having worked on other mines in Africa, for every um, person that's employed, there's, there's a trickle-down impact of up to 10 people. So in a very rural area, we are quite, a, I would say, a, a force for good. Definitely. And on the back of that, where, where you bring in families, etc., you've also got schools there as well that are obviously being educating up to 500 children. So I think it's a very ethical sort of project that Nick's obviously helped with there. Thanks, Steve. And that's certainly, you know, you know, I committed and my partners at Mandini committed quite a lot of money to Sula. And whilst we did that because we want to make a good return on the money, we did it uh, in in part also because we want to have a good impact on, on the future of of of, um, of this part of rural and very poor um, Africa.
and that everything we do will will have um, that CSR or I'd like to refer to it social license to operate um, you know embedded in everything we do now in relation to looking at your sort of recent news flow um, you've already touched obviously about the fundings etc um, there's a number of questions that shareholders have put forward to us would you like to sort of just reiterate what the open offer is that you put in place as of the end of November? Yeah, sure. Um, so we have already raised just short of £1.2 million uh, uh, by selling stock to high net worths and other uh, quite often friends and family of myself and some of my partners in, in, um, in Sula. Um, at 0.21 of a penny, um, and we, in, in in wanting to give everybody the same crack of the whip, we've extended that uh, open offer um, at some cost to to Sula. Um, it has to be said, but we've extended that to um, all shareholders. So any shareholder can buy additional stock at 0.12 of a penny in the ratio of one new share for every 13 held, and we've capped that at. Uh, 300,000 pounds. So we can issue up to an additional 300,000 um, pounds in the open offer. And if that's not taken up and there is demand elsewhere, we have the right to uh, place that stock uh, with other um, high net worths or anybody who's interested. Uh, the open offer is due to close on the 16th and then we will assess um, how we allocate stock uh, in the light of the, you know, the take up of the open offer. Is there a certain date where shareholders have to hold shares in relation to having that offer? That date has passed. I'm afraid I haven't got it in my head, but it was about a week week or so ago. Okay. It's all, it's all yeah, been... I was just touching base to say if I wanted to buy a certain amount, could I buy shares now and then obviously open myself up to the open offer? I think that, as I say, that date has passed, but to the extent that existing shareholders don't pick up, uh, don't take up their uh, entitlement, uh, we have the right to allocate that to people who express interest to us. So if you want to, um, do let me know. <laughs> love to have um, commentators such as yourself as, as a shareholder for whom I'm working, as well as uh, having put money in myself, I should point out, put, I've put a significant amount of money into this company myself. I will not hold stocks or shares in companies that I cover. Okay. I, I'm, I'm quite ethical that way. Um, so in relation to up-and-coming news flow then, what's your hopes and expectations? It revolves around drilling. Um, it's, um, as I say, you know, we're, we're shooting for first drilling in January. Um, and we will re release results. We're, the drilling is targeted principally at um, at the eastern target. We will do some more drilling at Sanama, but um, we have an idea of uh, of Sanama's uh, gold endowment as a result of the um, SRK uh, awarded you know, Jork exploration target. Um, so um, Sanama, sorry, eastern target is our principal focus. We'll also look at some of the other attractive targets uh, on the license area. You know, one of the things that I want to highlight is the we've got a very, um, uh, we think, a very attractive and certainly very creative 
uh, drilling solution whereby uh, equity drill um, will be drilling, as the name says, says partly for equity. Um, and they would take up to 50% of their total payment uh, in stock, but they've also agreed to put a floor price on the stock price, price in which they'll be um, compensated uh, at 0.35 of a penny. So that's around 50% premium to the current share price. Um, and they will take the stock after we've announced the results. So if we hit something fantastic, and I don't know, maybe our share price goes higher, perhaps perhaps just to choose a number and my optimism, say 0.5, then their stock compensation for the drilling would be at 0.5. So we think that's a great deal. It means, and this is something that other drilling companies do do as well, but I think equity drill, you know, having given us a floor at 0.35, um, that's, that's, we think, fantastic and shows their confidence in the project. But it also means that um, we can drill more. You know, we don't just have to rely on cash. We can also place stock at a much higher price than now in, in part payment for the drilling that we will do. So we will assess our results as they go along and then we will, you know, maybe modify or maybe expand the drill program based on um, based on our results as they come in. Is there anything else you'd like to touch on for our listeners? Yeah, I, I suppose there's two or three other things. One, um, I think I saw a question or somebody's asked about a corporate video. We would hope to have that as a Christmas present for uh, Sula shareholders. And that's something we're working on to try to help people understand the geology in particular. That's not going to be, you know, that would be more geologically focused, but I hope it will convey why we're just so bullish about this opportunity. You know, geologically, we think it looks fantastic. And then um, I think people have asked about our iron ore strategy. The size of our iron ore is not big enough in itself to, to carry the capital cost of a mine, but being contiguous with an operating mine, we, are, um, we have relationships with Shandong, the Chinese miner. We believe well, our, our technical director did all the resource work uh, for, the, for the mine, so understands what they're mining when, and we would like in the future to, to enter a discussion with them uh, to see whether they would like to mine our, our uh, iron ore under tribute or perhaps do a, do a deal with them. But that's, you know, that's for the future. And as iron ore prices uh, tighten, um, we would uh, welcome that uh, and we will seek to have that dialogue. You touched upon it there. Shareholders have put across quite a few questions in relation to Roger Murphy and Sulla Iron and Gold. And what Shertel going to do in the next week or so is do a open question and answers session. So if there are any questions, feel free to get in touch with Sharetalk. And Roger has quite happily agreed to do that on behalf of its shareholders and listeners. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that. You know, I'm um, very keen that we take everybody with us on this journey and I'm open to um, conversations with shareholders uh, to try them to, to persuade everybody to share our uh, com commitment and enthusiasm uh, for what we believe has the potential to be a large and high quality gold project. Um, which as and and uh, we look forward to kind of updating the market on that as we go forward. Right, Roger, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, I guess we'll be in touch again next week um, to pick up on the questions. Indeed we will be. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you. Cheers now. Thanks.